Welcome to Fake News, a fiery but mostly peaceful podcast where we dismantle the media misinformation that floods our news feeds all week long. The media tries to mislead you literally every day. And each episode of this podcast will leave you more equipped to correctly interpret the news and spot their deception quicker than before. This is Luke Taylor, an austere religious scholar who will be your host in this roundup of the past few weeks of fake news. Might be the past few months, actually. Uh, It's been a while, guys. Uh, So I I think I did an episode towards the end of uh, February. I think I took like the whole month of March off. And here we are halfway through April, and I'm just now getting back to it. And so I hope you all have been doing well. Um, I just, uh, I, I think where I left things last time is that I will hop on here and uh, and do a podcast if something big happens, you know, but I was needing a little bit of a break. And uh, a few big things have happened. I think they kind of stacked up on me. Then I'm like, well, good grief, what do I even cover? And uh, so that's that kind of brings me to today what I want to do. Um, I, hopefully, when you look at this, it should be a shorter episode than usual. And I think I'm just going to try to to just pump out a few short episodes here for the next, maybe for the next few days, uh, just to catch up on some of the big things that have been happening. And instead of trying to do these big, like, hour-long, hour-and-a-half-long episodes about everything going on, I think I'm just going to try some shorter episodes because, the, like I said, the stuff st- stacks up on me. Then I get so overwhelmed with talking about all these things. I get I get intimidated to sit down here and get back behind the microphone and get back into this stuff. So anyway, I want to start off with a heavy one, though, today. And then the next few episodes should lighten things up a little bit. But let's just pack all the the horrible stuff into today, which you can probably tell from the from the headline what I want to talk about. Um, th- this is a little bit extra fiery episode today. I'm just going to warn you now, if you don't want to hear about this stuff, turn it off. Wait till the next episode. It won't, won't hurt my feelings. Um, I'm not trying to hurt your feelings, but I think we just got to be real about what's going on right now in our society. So I'm a little bit extra fiery today. I'm a little bit fired up, but it, it's not for a good reason. Um, I'm not, I've not been in the best mood probably for ever since this happened. Uh, and what I'm talking about is that a, a sociopathic transgender girl shot up a Christian school in Nashville, Tennessee. This happened a few weeks ago. She killed six people, three of them children. And I'm, it was a horrifying thing. Uh, horrifying in, by the mere fact that it happened. Horrifying by the response, especially of the news media, which we will talk about a lot today. What, I mean, what's been shocking and de- destructive to society, I guess, or maybe showing how destructed society has already become, uh, was the media's reaction of trying to turn the transgender shooter into the victim in this thing. Uh, when I say it's a transgender girl, what I mean is that this was a biological female. And that was the first thing that kind of tipped me off that this was a weird story. Almost always, shooters at, you know, ma- ma- what I guess you call mass shooting events, whether it's a school shooting or whatever, but almost always, they're men. This was a little bit different, that it was a female who shot up the Christian school. But, you know, the, here's what the twist was. She thought she was a man. She thought she was a male, even though she was a female. That's why I call her a transgender girl. I think the media's term is they would call her a transgender man. I don't care what the media's term for stuff like that is because I think it's dishonest. I think I'm someone who, as I've said many times, words matter. You know, the, the words that we choose to use 
matters and uh or, or matter see that was bad subject verb agreement so i'm trying to catch i'm going to try to be a little bit pedantic here about voc- vocabulary for a moment um and good grammar so whenever you say somebody is a transgender man okay let's use that as an example that's what the media wants to call this shooter well whenever you do that the noun in that sentence um if if you were to say a transgender man shot up a school the noun in that sentence would be the word man transgender would be an adjective and so my problem is that a noun is the object of the sentence. It's a, the subject, I guess I should say. It's a person, a place, or a thing. If you know your vocabulary and grammar, you remember learning this in school probably. A noun is a person, place, or thing. Okay? And the, it's the subject of the sentence. And so whenever you refer to somebody as a man, I mean, that statement's either going to be true or false. And so to me, whenever we refer to somebody who's a transgender person... We should use biological language as much as possible because that's accurate. That's truth. So when I say a transgender girl shot up a Christian school in Nashville, I'm call- I'm calling her a girl because that is actually what she is or a woman. She was 28 years old. So we'll, we'll say woman, a transgender woman. Now, transgender, again, that's I guess it's a word we have to use um, because, it, I mean, it, it does describe what someone is trying to be, but it's it's also kind of dishonest because transgenderism is not possible. You cannot change your gender, your sex, whatever you want to call it. You can't change it. It's something that you were born with. It was not assigned to you at birth. It's just a fact about who you are. And in 99.9% of people out there, what they appear to be whenever they're born, that is what they actually are. I know there is a, a genetic mutation out there that some people some people refer to this now as intersex. Um, in the past, they'd call it a hermaphrodite, I think, was the word for it. Um, that's a genetic mutation, and sometimes the sexual organs of a, of a person can be a little bit messed up. And that's, you know, that's a, I don't know if it's a chromosomal thing or what. You know, that's a sad reality when that happens. And uh, it's a tragic scenario, but, you know, people can get through it. Um, They just usually, they tend to, their parents make some kind of logical conclusion about what what sex the child should be considered, and they live that way. And if there's issues that, you know, then it would be understandable for them to change later. But that's a very, very rare occurrence. It's a very small, you know, transgender people will lie. They're going to try to say that it's like 2% of the population is, is intersex. Completely untrue. Not, you know, 99.9% of the time, what you appear to be is what you biologically are with your chromosomes and all that. So um, anyway, I let me make sure, let me get back on my point about vocabulary here. Okay, so we're not assigned a gender at birth. It, we are just what we are. Okay, the doctor just makes an observation. The parents can make a very clear observation whenever you're born of what your sex and your gender are, which are both the same thing. They're not two different things. Your sex and your gender are the same thing. And so I think we should be accurate. Now, you, and back to what I was saying, you can't... Transgender is kind of a lie in itself because nobody can change, which is what trans means, like the word transform. Trans is a prefix meaning to change. And you cannot change your gender. If you want to say transsexual, you can't change your sex. These are biological realities about you that... We're decided, I guess say you'd say it's decided by God. 
They were decided at the moment of your conception, and they can never be changed no matter what you do, no matter how many surgeries you have, what people call you. It's not going to change who you are. Transgender people even know this. I mean, they might be suffering under a delusion, but many, 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 many of them and many more are finding out every day. doesn't matter what surgeries you have and what you do to yourself. You are what you are, and you can't change it. And so a transgender girl, is I'll call her that. She was a girl, a woman, but she shot up a Christian school. And so, so, so she killed six people, okay? And as I said, three of them were children, and she surely wanted to shoot many more. But the police, in a dramatic, um, not parallel, I don't, I'm trying to think of the right word for this, a situation that very much mirrored what happened in Uvalde, Texas uh, last year, where several is, you know, over a dozen children were, were murdered by a school shooter. Many kids were killed. The police waited outside and did nothing. They were too afraid to go in and stop the shooter. As the, more facts have come out, it's become more clear that, that those police officers were just afraid. They didn't really have orders not to go into the school. They were just afraid for their own lives and they let kids get killed. And that's why you saw so many kids get killed that week. Um, it, it, th- such an awful situation last year. But in this one here, in Nashville, the police officers responded right away. They got right on the case, charged right into that school, shot her dead. And her at least her reign of terror stopped at six people. And that's still a horrible thing that six people died. So now let's get into how the media has been talking about this. The media is trying to turn her into the victim Um, Daily Mail posts, Nashville mass school shooter was rejected by her Christian parents. And then they put in big letters, trans outcast. So the media right here feels like this school shooter, you know, perhaps she was pushed into committing this crime against killing so many people because she had Christian parents who didn't accept her as a boy. You know, that's that's what the media is trying to make you think. This is probably the worst headline I've seen of the past week. This comes from The Mirror. They are at Daily Mirror on Twitter. They put out a story with this headline, or this tweet to describe this story. It says, Nashville school shooter could have been a children's illustrator as their artwork, we should say her artwork, their artwork was whimsical and childlike, a former teacher has revealed. So this shooter... (laughs) <laughs> They're running stories about what she could have been. I mean, that's the most disgusting thing I've ever seen. Yeah, well, this is what she could have done, you know, if she hadn't decided to be a school shooter and then get killed by those police. Oh, she could have been a children's illustrator in- instead of a children killer. Like, why, why are they running stories about what she could have been? Why are we talking about the shooter instead of running stories about what those, ki- what those children that she killed could have been, where their lives could have gone? Their lives were cut short. I think all the kids who got killed were nine years old. Why are we talking about this 28-year-old psycho? Why are we not why are we talking about her instead of the the victims? So just the the one of the most egregious things I've ever seen from the media. And you guys know every time I do one of these episodes, this is what we do. We talk about egregious things that the media does. But my goodness, I mean, what a disgusting story from the mirror. We shouldn't even, uh, you know what? I'm going to go back 
I'm going to edit her name out of the deal. We're not even going to give her attention. We're not even going to say her name on this podcast. I'm going to go back and edit that out. So so now what you probably heard is silence or bleeping or something whenever I say her name. I'm taking that out because we're not going to give the school shooter attention. I'm, the only reason I'm talking about her is because her identity as a transgender person, that's become very much part of the story and part of how the media has covered this. Um, some of them still referring to her as a her. Some, like in this story, calling her a there, uh, as if she's a plural people, um, which if she was demon-possessed or something, maybe she's plural. But other than that, a, a single, a singular person can't be a there unless unless it, unless you're talking about a situation where you actually don't know their their gender. In this case, we do. This was a female. She's not a there. She's a she. And then you have some media who's referring to her as a he because they want to respect the mass shooter's preferred pronouns. Uh, here's another story. Oh, not a story. This is a reporter. This is a reporter with NBC, Benjamin Ryan. Okay, NBC reporter Benjamin Ryan. And this is what he tweeted out afterward. NBC has ID'd the Nashville school shooter as, won't say the name, 28, who identifies as transgender and had no previous criminal record. Nashville is home to the Daily Wire, a hub of anti-trans activity by Matt Walsh, Ben Shapiro, and Michael Knowles. So basically, they're they're trying to make it plain. You know, the reason this shooter, you know, <laughs> it went to this school in Nashville, oh, it's because Nashville has the Daily Wire there. And Daily Wire has Matt, Matt Walsh. And Matt Walsh is anti-transgender. So it's because of them that now this is why they're shooting up a school. You know, the, the media is trying to terrify. They're trying to terrorize Daily Wire. They're trying to terrorize conservatives and say, hey, we're going to blame you for the psychotic actions, sociopathic actions of a transgender person because you're not nice enough to them. You know, they're, they're trying to make it plain. And, and lots of the, their other headlines, they talked about the laws that Tennessee has passed that restrict drag queens from performing for children because, you know, there's these grown men strutting around in thongs and disgusting outfits trying to sexualize kids. And so Nashville and Tennessee have been getting on that case and blocking laws like that. I'm sorry, passing laws that block things like that. And uh, and so the media has come out and said, hey, it's because you guys are passing all these laws. That's why she's shooting up a Christian school. You better stop doing that or someone might shoot you. All of that is trying to scare us. Okay, they are trying to terrorize us. I'm choosing my words very carefully right there because terrorism, and I looked this up in the dictionary, terrorism is when you use violence or threats of violence to intimidate people into submitting to an ideology, okay? Merriam-Webster defines it as the systematic use of terror, especially as a means of coercion. So it means to try to to scare you into submission. That's what terrorism is. When you hear the word terrorism, I don't know, maybe you think of a like a Muslim extremist, someone someone flying an airplane into a building, somebody committing a mass shooting just because they think this is going to get them passage to heaven. And we think of terrorism as referring to things like that sometimes. But just because you kill a bunch of people, that doesn't make it terrorism all by itself. Terrorism is whenever you have an ideology that you're trying to push on the populace, push it on the world. And that was the case with, with a lot of the Muslim terrorists. You know, they were trying to promote Islam. They were trying to intimidate people and saying, hey, 
don't don't try to stand against Muslims. Don't try to stand against whatever we want to do, or this will be the result. We're going to fly an airplane into your building. You know, it was all to intimidate us and to scare us. That's what terrorism is. That's how we define terrorism. When people try to scare you into submission. So it's not just the fact that you killed a bunch of people or that you have a bunch of guns and decided to shoot something up. That's all. I mean, it's terrible when people do that. But that, that's not that's not what makes it terrorism. The point of terrorism is the ideology behind it. Not just the fact of the killing, but to intimidate you into submitting or else we're going to kill you some more. That's what terrorism means. The systematic use of terror, especially as a means of coercion. Okay, to try to get something that you want from the public. Why am I spending so much time defining terrorism? It's because of what I titled this episode today. The trans movement embraces terrorism. And I'm not talking about this nut that walked into a school. I'm not talking about what she did by itself was terrorism. That was just one person. I don't believe that she represents most transgender individuals. I think most of them are... Um, I disagree with them. I think they're confused. I think they're deluded. But other than that, they're perfectly nice people. Um, I mean, when you try to sexualize kids, that goes into a different category. But th- that doesn't necessarily reflect most people who identify as transgender. Most people who identify as transgender would never do something like this. So when I say what when I say that this is terrorism, when I say they're embracing terrorism, I'm not I'm not talking about this one person and this one incident that happened at a school in Nashville. What I'm talking about is the mainstream media, what they are using this event for, because they are the ones who are trying to use this horrible, horrible event to terrorize you. They're trying to use this event as an excuse to terrorize you if you don't agree with transgender ideology. They're saying, oh, yeah, well, look here. This is what happened in Tennessee, where they just passed all those laws, where they have Daily Wire. They are trying to scare you and intimidate you using this situation. That's who the terrorists are. It's the media. They're trying to intimidate you out of saying anything about their lies and deceit on this transgender issue. The media runs stories all the time about transgenderism. They consider it the civil rights issue of our day. They want to intimidate you out of saying anything negative about it. This is all these headlines that they're running. They're talking about how, uh, oh, you know, this this poor shooter, what she could have been. She did this because she was an outcast. Her Christian parents didn't accept her. They're running stories like that because they're trying to use scare tactics against you. And so the response from the media has been perhaps the most egregious thing I've ever covered on this podcast. Which is why I haven't been here. <laughs> you know, I just didn't. It's been a rough few weeks for me. I didn't want to hop on here and talk about this. But I feel like this is what we need to know. We need to acknowledge the reality of the situation in our society. That the media hates conservatism and hates Christianity and hates, if you're against transgenderism, they hate you. And so they have just decided to capitalize on this shooting instead of doing the normal thing. Well, let's talk about gun control. Or, you know, or if it's a right wing, if they can connect it to a right wing person, a right wing ideology, then they want to call it terrorism. Then they want to um, talk all about the ideology. They want to say, oh, it's a racist attack, whether it actually was or wasn't. You know, then they want to talk about the ideology behind it. When it's a left winger, a lot of times you see the story disappear. When it's a left wing 
psycho out there who's shooting up a place, if it's an LGBT person shooting up somewhere, like at the gay club a, a few years ago in Colorado, when that happens, they move on from it as quick as they can. They don't want to talk about those cases. This time was different. The media has been very, very comfortable talking about this shooting at the Christian school because it was a transgender person who was the shooter. It was Christians who were the victims. They're much happier with it being that way. And they're trying to use this to scare you and scare the Christians and try to keep you from speaking out about what they're doing. And the same with politicians, the same with celebrities. Like Madonna announced that she's having a special concert in Nashville to support the transgender community. A transgender person shoots up a school, shoots up a Christian school, kills three adults and three children, six Christians, and Madonna thinks that what we need to do right now is comfort the transgender community. And our White House was the exact same way. They came out and said the same thing. This is a time to show love and support to the transgender community. Didn't even acknowledge that it was Christians who were killed, that they were the victims. You know, speaking of the word victims, I mean, this is something else the media and the, and the activists now have been running with. They talk about the seven victims of the shooting. As I've said multiple times, there were six victims. But since the shooter herself got killed by the police, and since she was a, you know, minority class citizen, LGBT, they consider her a victim too, even though she was the murderer. And it was the police who shot her. They, they are talking about the seven victims from this attack. And right after this shooting, um, it was the same week of the what's called the Trans Day of Visibility. Trans Day of Visibility. <laughs> like every other weekend is some LGBT holiday, it seems like. But the transgender people, I mean, they're in the news every day. When's the last time they didn't have a day of visibility? I wish, I wish we could celebrate Trans Day of Invisibility. And then they didn't even call it that. They called it... Trans Day of Vengeance. They said this year is going to be Trans Day of Vengeance because they need revenge for the fact that they attacked Christians this week. Well, I shouldn't say they. It was one person. And as I said, I don't think that this one person represents transgender people in general. But one of their group killed six Christians, and now they were declaring that they need a day of, a day of vengeance in response to that. Okay, this would be a good place to pause for a message from our president. And I'm not going to do the silly thing this time where, you know, I'll play some music and then I'm going to interject a quote from him showing how senile he is. We're not doing that this time. This is a very serious matter. The, I want to actually share a clip from what happened when the president came out and decided to do... He did a press conference. It was like the day of the shooting or the next day. He does a press conference about the shooting in Nashville and this is how he comes out to address the crowd. Listen to this. My name is Joe Biden. I'm Dr. Joe Biden's husband. And I ate Jenny's ice cream, chocolate chip. I came down because I heard there was chocolate chip ice cream. By the way, I have a whole refrigerator full upstairs. So three kids and three adults get shot at a school. He comes down to talk to the press about it and address the nation as the leader of the country, and he walks into the room making jokes about ice cream. That has been probably the worst aspect of this whole situation for me, is our evil president 
and how he just laughs off the whole scenario, doesn't take it seriously, doesn't show that he cares, comes out to talk about a school shooting, and this is the way that he comes out and addresses the press. This is how he comes out and addresses them. You know, not a, not taking an appropriate tone at all, d- taking a downright disrespectful tone. N- n- I, this is why I say this is this time it's different, guys. You know, in the past we've had shootings. The media has their way that they usually respond. They want to talk about gun control or they want to blame it on racism. You know, that's what the politicians usually do. But you know, but here's the thing: they always come out and they they at least act appropriate for the situation. I've never heard of a president coming out. And acting all giggly after a shooting. But you heard him right there. Did he sound like he cared very much about the the six people who were just killed? Does he sound like that's weighing on him very heavily? If anything, he sounds like he's okay with it. Like he's kind of happy about it. Like he's having a pretty good day. Which he would never do in any other situation. If it had been a Christian shooting six LGBT people. He would have come in and talked about what a solemn, sad day this is for America. You know that that's true. That's what any decent person would do in any situation where there's a mass shooting. But he comes out. He's not crying any tears. He's making jokes about ice cream. It shows where where we are as a country right now. You know, so, and this is the first time that I've ever seen the media just openly support the shooter. Being running headlines that are sympathetic to her. I remember about like 10 years ago, there was the Boston Marathon bombing. And I remember Rolling Stone put out a a, a, a picture of the, they, you know, they're, they're a magazine, but they put out a, a front cover with the bomber on it looking kind of like a rock star. People thought they were trying to make him look kind of sexy. Um, and Rolling Stone got a lot of hate for that. They said, you know, you're trying to kind of glamorize this guy, and he was a he was a murderer. You know, he killed people. He put a bomb at the at the race and and blew up. Some you know people lost limbs. Some people lost their lives. And they said, you're kind of putting out this this uh, front cover that is glamorizing him a little bit. And so, you know, pe- Rolling Stone got kind of crapped on by the media, by like the other media, and the, by the public at large. They said, why are you doing this? Why are you covering it that way? That's not an appropriate way to cover a bomber. You know, give him a cover story and, and run like a... I guess this is subjective, but, you know, people were saying that they were trying to make him look like one of the Jonas Brothers or something. Um, but anyway, that was 10 years ago, guys. Okay? That's what I'm saying. It's different than it used to be. Like, this is this is a different situation. It's not just one media outlet. Pretty much all of them are being openly sympathetic and running puff pieces about the shooter at this school. And what else is different is I've never seen a president just openly laugh about the victims and treat it like it's funny. That's not dementia, ladies and gentlemen. That is evil. Before I close down later, I want to mention this here. If you want to get in touch with me at Fake News, a fiery but mostly peaceful podcast, you can send an email to fierybutpeaceful at gmail.com. 
And if you see some fake news, send it our way. Whoever gets it to us first will get credit for it. And also, if you want to stay in touch throughout the week, uh, you can find me on Twitter at Fake Luke. That's my new Twitter handle. It's at Fake Luke. If you like Bible studies or if you just really dig the sound of my voice, I have another podcast. It's called Cross References, and I put new episodes of that one out on Mondays. If you want to go look up Cross References, wherever you get this podcast, you can find Cross References. Uh, you know, I'm I'm tired of talking about this shooting thing already. I've talked about it for 30 minutes today. I'm going to be talking about it, I think, on my next podcast episode, too. Um, but I go into a little bit different angle on that one. I talk about the spiritual reality. If you're a Christian, you will, or even if you're not a Christian, listen up. You, you want to find out the spiritual reality behind what is going on with this shooting, with our president, um, in a very, I'll talk about the like the demonic forces behind these things. And so that's what I'm talking about. That's a Bible study podcast where we can get into a little bit more of the spiritual angle on stuff. So um, I'd invite you to come check that out or our previous episodes. It's called Cross References. Okay. I need to go mow my yard, so I'm going to have to hop off here. I, I mowed my yard four days ago, and within two days, it had already grown back up because of all the... I have a, just a obscene amount of dandelions in my yard. You know, like a week ago, I took a picture. I'm like, oh, this is pretty. The yard is so yellow. You know, it's like a pretty thing to me a week ago. And but the, a few days after that, they started sprouting up, and it went from a yellow yard to a white yard, and it's overgrown. You have never seen so many dandelions as what I have in my yard. And so I cut them all down, but all those, you know, those little dandelion seeds that are what they are, they, the puffy things, spread all over the yard. And just a few days later, here we are four days later, and it's all grown up again. <laughs> so that is my, I guess that's my life right now. I don't know what, I've never had to worry about dandelions before. I don't know what dandelion season is, but I hope it doesn't last too much longer. So my yard could be mowed off again for, for more than 48 hours. So anyway, literally, the yard is so bad, I took off work early today, and I'm going to go out there and mow it right now. Here's my closing thought. Don't let them terrorize you. Don't let them shut you up, because that is what they want. I mean, that's the goal of terrorism. It is to terrorize you. And that's what the media is trying to do. Our media are a bunch of terrorists, our politicians, and the activists who are using this shooting to push an agenda that's going to try to push more transgenderism into the public. They're trying to use this scenario, even though they were the aggressors. They're trying to use this scenario to push their agenda even further and say, give us what we want, or you're going to get more shootings like this. There was already, in fact, just a, a, a week or so after the first shooting, over in Colorado Springs, the police caught another shooter, this time before they had a chance to shoot anyone, so you probably didn't hear about it. But over in Colorado Springs... They caught another person who was about to do another shooting, either at a school or a church. They had a list of where they wanted to hit. Okay, guys, this they this this is why we aren't going to say the name of the shooter earlier. They want to glamorize this and they want to see more of it. They want to scare you into submitting to them, or else they say we're gonna we're gonna shoot up your schools and your churches. That's the goal of terrorism. That's what they're trying to inspire with their psychotic, so sociopathic followers. That's what they are trying to inspire. My message to you today, don't be afraid, okay? There's a, I, I was thinking of this scene from the show The Office, okay? And it's where Michael, he's the boss on The Office. And he's, he's so he's dating 
Pam's mom. Pam is another character on The Office. Um, Pam is not happy about this, that her boss, Michael, he's dating her mother. Because in the past, she had always supported Michael. She'd always supported his love life in, you know, in the past. But not now. Not if he's going to come and date her mom. Now, now it's a little bit, <laughs> that's pushing it a little bit too far. She knows she likes Michael, but she doesn't want him dating her mother. So there's a scene where they have this confrontation in the break room. And he says, well, what do you want me to do, Pam? What do you want me to do? And she says, stop dating my mom. And he says, you know what? I'm going to start dating your mom even harder. <laughs> stop dating my mother. You know what? I'm going to start dating her even harder. <laughs> so I think that should be our mantra. You want us to shut up about the transgender lie? Nope. We're going to start saying it even louder because the angrier and more murderous that you are to try to stamp this out, the more it proves to us that you are the bad guys and you don't scare us. You can't scare us. Your terrorism is not going to work. We just celebrated Resurrection Weekend last Sunday. Um, the, also known as Easter Sunday. I like to call it the Resurrection Day because, because as you know, it commemorates the date that Jesus stepped out of that grave almost 2,000 years ago. Jesus, who was known for saying, I am the truth. And they tried to kill the truth. But no matter what you do, before long, the truth comes walking out of the grave. You can't stop the truth because it's as effective as trying to stop God. Hey, here's the good news for those of us on the anti-transgender position, is that we've got God and we've got the truth on our side. Thanks for listening to Fake News, a fiery but mostly peaceful podcast. This has been Luke Taylor, and let's start telling the truth even harder. Okay.